feel like I'm a part of something bigger. My favorite business show. Hands down the best B2B sales and marketing podcast. The ultimate resource for salespeople. George makes me want to conquer local. An authentic entertainer. Conquer Local with Vendasta. Here's George Leaf. You know, when I look back over the years, there are a number of people that really jump out with that are memorable. And you're like, I'm never going to forget this individual. That is who I have coming up next as a guest on the Conquer Local podcast. Four years ago, I met Kimberly Lewis, the CEO of Cinda. She's a member of the Ford's Coaches Council. She's in the telecommunications business for about 20 years, and she started in digital advertising in 2006. She is the CEO and founder of Global Business Therapy, the Women's Leadership Academy based out of Prague. And at Conquer Local in San Diego this year, she did a presentation on how Generation Z will shape the new SMB landscape. I could go on for hours in conversation with Kimberly Lewis, and I'm sure we could come up with all sorts of nuggets. That's an insight. That's an insight. She's just one of those compelling people that you have the privilege of meeting at some point in your life. I feel very privileged and honored to call her a friend and a colleague and a mentor. So Kimberly Lewis, the CEO of Cinda, coming up next on the Conquer Local Podcast. Latest edition of the Conquer Local Podcast, Kimberly Lewis joining me. And Kimberly, you and I have known each other for a number of years. I had the privilege of listening to a very well-researched and presented topic at the Conquer Local Conference in San Diego this past year. And um, I know that you're very passionate about this content because I think that there are some misnomers out there around this new group of people that are coming into owning businesses, working in businesses, and that are involved in local business today. And I, I really would like to get into this with you on how Gen Z will shape the new business landscape, local business landscape. So tell us how this content came about. Okay, so the content came about, it, it started with my leadership coaching, which I do and executive uh, coaching. And I'm seeing a lot of the Gen Z or Gen Z, as they say in Europe, come into come into companies now, they're they're just getting out of universities and they're entering into the workforce. And I see companies struggling uh, with their habits, which are quite different than millennials and with their the way they work. And I started thinking about the, how that affects digital because with Cinda, and of course, it's all about digital and what's going to happen in the next generation is, is digital. So we, we did a parallel study uh, with my leadership group as well with support um, from Silk Tide on the landscape survey and also uh, New York University in Prague to take a look at this and take a look at these, the new habits of Gen Z and what is that actually going to do to the face of small businesses in the future. And that's how it came about. So, it, you know, there was a great, study that was done and, and it brought out some great learnings. So what would be some of the key takeaways that you found inside the data that, that you were able to dig up? Well, I, I think the biggest, ta the biggest takeaway is what the landscape looks like today with SMBs or SMEs, whatever you want to call them, um, and what it will look in the future. And if you look at, if you look at uh, SMEs today, 82% 
of the owners, the entrepreneurs that own small and medium businesses are between the age of 40 and 70. Now you could narrow that down, you'll say that 60% are between 40 and 59. And what that means is that the landscape you're seeing, the digital representation of SMEs that you're seeing today actually reflects the owner's knowledge. So when we look at the landscape survey that we did, and you look at SMEs across Europe, and I'm using European data here, you will see that, for example, only 10% of these SMEs use Instagram, um, only about 65% on the average are mobilized, only 8% use video, and only 38% use analytics. So what this data is saying is this, the way they represent themselves digitally reflects their, their comfort level with digital media and the comfort level between the age group of 40 to 70 is not as comfortable as it is in the age groups from 18 to 30. So that was the first data that we said that really the way they represent themselves is reflects the comfort level they have with dealing with digital media. Well, let, let's, uh, I want to go a little deeper into this because it just brought a few things to my mind. So I'm, you know, I'm, uh, I'm 65 years old or I'm 62 years old. I'm a couple of years away from retirement. I'm thinking about exiting from my business. I'm not comfortable with having a digital conversation. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I think that, uh, there is the Google out there and, and that's all that I really need to worry about. Um, but when you're selling to a customer that's like that, I think it's important for them to understand the person that might be buying that business, if you're looking for an exit, is going to measure whether you have a digitally enabled business or not, and your valuation is going to go down. Um, so I think it's important to understand where the business owner is at in, in their journey and, and maybe the education. And again, this comes back to figuring out the need that, that unconsidered need that the customer might might have. Now, I want to bring another thing to to light. I was out for dinner last night with a Gen Z who happens to own a carpet business. And, you know, we were talking about the marketing funnel and sales and everything else. And he was telling me, you know, he's very proud of the work he's doing on Instagram and how he's building Instagram fault. Like he gets how to connect on Instagram. He knows that his audience is 18 to 54 year old women that are making the decision on flooring based on fashion. He knows there also is a sub clientele. Um, but then when, when we started digging into the sales funnel, the reason why he wanted to talk to me, the old grizzled up sales veteran is, you know, they're, they want to understand how they can close more. Because they're getting lots in the top of the funnel that are finding the brand and they're using social, but then you got to have some hand-to-hand -hand combat and close that deal. So it's really interesting that that age and then the generation that we're in and the things that we experience generationally are really impacting that consumer journey. Yeah. And I think to come to your first question was was about if, if one of these 60 or you're 65 and you want to sell it. Um, one of the statistics we did find is these uh, SMEs, they are, they do have websites, okay? You know, it's about 85%. And so they understand the concept of being in digital, okay? But what they're not doing is we found out that the majority were not updated in the last 60 days. So they don't, they don't understand the technical aspects behind it. You have to update it. They don't understand the indexing and why it's so important to keep content up. They just know that they, they're online and the ROI, the investment they're making 
They, they don't understand the ROI. You know, if you invest on Instagram or Facebook, if you're lifting that brand, will that bring brand awareness rather than closes? And that's exactly what your generation Z wants to see, wants to know. Um, so we are seeing they're there, but what we're not seeing is they're not using all the different channels that they could use. Now, there's so many channels out there, they don't have to use them all. They have to find the one that's right for their type of industry and their type of business to bring them closes. So I, I think we have to be careful to say they're not there, but they're, they're not optimized. And so they, when they sell, they'll say, certainly. And then a Gen Z will come in and take over and say, okay, how can I optimize this? Because I know this channel will bring me brand awareness. And I know that this channel will bring me closes. And I know if, you know, if I use LinkedIn direct, uh, then I may, if I have a service business, I may contact people directly and get more closes or I may build, build the brand on Instagram. So um, there is a difference. The Gen Z, they're the first digital natives, the real one. People say millennials. Millennials brought technology into the workforce. They brought flexible working hours, but they're not real digital natives. The real digital natives are the ones coming into the workforce now. And they know how to do things, okay? They know how to use channels, but they may not have experience, George, on how do you get that close now? Well, it, yeah, it's interesting how, you know, I'm thinking about it from a local sales perspective. So, you know, I'm our audience, as you know, is local sellers in 50 different countries. and um, they're calling on a customer. They walk in with a with a presentation in their head, you know, the one size fits all concept. And yet, depending upon the age of that buyer, they better have a different vernacular and a different approach. And and that's probably one of the big struggles that you and I have saw over our years is that the sellers that are able to make that transition to understand that you've got to be a chameleon and you've got to adjust your um, your presentation, your value proposition, your expectations, depending upon not just the vertical of the business, but now I got to adjust it based upon the age of the buyer. A absolutely. And and to come to your point to use this carpet, the Generation Z carpet person that you had were talking to, if that was his father or his grandfather there, then, then you would need to approach that sale completely different. First, you're gonna you're gonna want probably they're gonna want a face to face. They're probably gonna want email. They're probably gonna want simple products. And then the conversation is gonna be about getting me in digital. Okay, the conversation is gonna get me the exposure in digital. The conversation you had with the Gen Z, as you just said, they understand how to tweak Instagram. They understand how to use technical aspects. They understand whether targets are you're having a different conversation now the conversation is now how can i actually get everything i'm doing to deliver to closes and another thing that we're seeing with gen z's is they really do want a one and all solution okay they really want to be able to say okay i've done all this i'm represented all over i'm you know mobilized i'm on instagram i'm on facebook um i'm using this now help me just close more customers. The conversations would be completely different than if you were just saying, let me get me digitally represented on all channels. Well, and it's really great insights with data to back it up saying, 
if your audience, your customer base is this year, you know, if, if you are, you know, I would say probably 50 plus, um, there is a different conversation because Absolutely. you, you and I are, you know, we are, um, first adopters and we, and if you look back at it in our careers, we always have been yeah. right. Commodore Vic 20 came out, boom. I want that thing for Christmas. Yeah. Pong comes out by Atari. I want that thing. Cause I want to watch that one pixel go across the screen and get hit by the paddle. So, you know, those early adopters are not who we're talking about here because the vast majority of business people in that age group, and, and I would be 45 plus are, you know, they're just trying to figure this thing out and they're behind and they need mm -hmm. to get in the game. Now, interesting thing that happened, uh, Brendan King, who you know very well, our CEO has this very famous pitch that he put together where he explains based upon the size of the business, where their heads might be at. So you've got early in business where you have more time than money. So then you will do things yourself. You'll post right. on Instagram. You'll, you know, maybe build your own website on one of the web builders, you know, yeah. that type of thing. And then you get to a point where you have more money and you realize your time is more valuable. And the, some of these other things you get somebody else to do. So then you're looking to adopt maybe a digital agency to help you with those things. So that happened to me last night too. And it was really interesting because we were sitting there and we were talking about all of the social media outreach that this business had figured out. And I, I was really impressed with the yeah. way they built the top of the funnel. And I say, you know, the one thing you need to do is, is get some content on your blog. And they're like, oh, we're interviewing blog writers right now. And I'm like, wow, they get it. They're understanding yeah. those pieces of consumer journey. Now, on the other hand, if you're talking to somebody that's 58 years old, you don't want to go tactic by tactic. You want to walk in and say, we have an all-encompassing solution. Here's how we're going to measure all of these. You don't need to get into the weeds of, you need to have yeah. a blog post and you need to rank these keywords. And they just want more business. And most of them are yeah. sitting there going, what the hell happened? I used to put an ad in the newspaper and put something in a directory and I got business. Yeah. And and now I'm my business is not as effective. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think the, the point... And when you're talking to the Z, what I will say is they want the perfect match. So they they have they they know what they're doing technically, okay. And as you said, these conversations are are, are completely very detailed, but they want the perfect match of how that solution or the solutions they've implemented are going to get them to the bottom of the funnel and get some customers walking in that door. And um, the interesting part, George, is that we have to start to think about it now because. Even though at this point, there's only about 4% of small businesses being owned by these Generation Zs, by 2030, it's going to be 42%. Because one of the things about this generation that's very different than the millennials is that they want to be their own boss. They want to own businesses. So they're going to be the ones that are going on and buying that business, maybe, from the guy who's retiring at 65, they're gonna turn it around and they're gonna want a complete different conversation. And the other point is how you have that conversation. Um, this generation really, it's collaborative. Um, they know, they go in thinking, you know, they know just as much as you know. So they want a collaborative conversation and how to get them to their solution, okay? Um, it's not, I'm going to give you keywords, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. It's collaboration. And the second thing is they want you to be available. Um, this generation works 24-7, okay? And uh, you need to answer them as, you know, if you're, 
being a salesperson, you might get an email at 10 o'clock at night or, or, you know, less, less likely four o'clock in the morning, but they could just be going to bed at that time. So, you know, <laughs> but it happens, you know, so, so it's not just the content of the conversation. It's, it's the product suite, how you talk about it with them in a collaborative way. And then they're very visual. So visuals are important. And then your availability to them as a partner. Well, and that's a, that's a really good point because I think that it's, we are the instant on generation. I can ask Siri anything and, and she'll either give me an answer or say she doesn't understand me, but it, you know, we're used to that. And, yeah. um, it, you know, it's, it's really interesting information where we have these different We've got different audiences based upon vertical, but we also have different audiences based upon the age of the business owner and the and the pain points that, that they are going through. Um, I have found that your content on the Voice America podcast, Leadership Beyond Borders, is just fantastic. But where are you going to find all these great guests? Um, I, I think I'm kind of lucky. I read a lot. And um, I'll tell you about two guests I had uh, this week, which will come out in October. Um, uh, I was watching in German. I live in Germany and speak German. I was watching German who will be a million do- millionaire. And the woman who won, won it um, is a neuroscientist for leadership. And I, I just got, um, I found her really interesting. Um, of course, she was really smart and she won. And I, I wrote her and I said, talk to me about neuroscience and leadership. And she did. She likes the show. And, she's, and she, she, we interviewed her. And today I just interviewed Sean Harper who was a lineman for the um, Los Angeles Rams. And he was very inspiring, very inspiring. So I, I think people like the show. So I'm very lucky that when I reach out, they'll say, yeah, you know, we'd love to be on it. <laughs> well, and I, I encourage people to search uh, the Leadership Beyond Borders show with Kimberly Lewis. It's Kimberly with an I. And uh, on Voice America, it's fantastic content. Uh, and, uh, you know, I'm I'm actually quite, uh, honored to have been a guest on on your show. I should yeah. mention not once, but twice. Um, yeah. Anyways, so let's talk a little bit about this. This is new, this thing. I'm on your LinkedIn profile and I'm reading through here and I see this thing, member of the Forbes Coaches Council. So yeah. Steve Forbes just called you one night and said, hey, would you like to be on this thing? Or how, <laughs> how did this happen? Well, I've been coaching for quite some time and, um, and I was recommended and actually the recommendations are pretty anonymous. So I honestly don't know how it happened. Um, and then it goes through a screening process and, um, I was invited to join. I, I can't say a lot more about that at this point because it's only been two months. Um, but it's a really, it's a very tight group of, um, some of the top coaches, executive coaches and leadership trainers in, in um, the world. And part of our job is to give content. So I'll be writing content for Forbes um in the upcoming months and um it's a great exchange and uh it's it's wonderful to be with a group of so many talented people another interesting thing that you do in your spare time which i don't know how you have any spare time (laughs) is you are a member of the board of the european advertising standards alliance and i I wanted to get some feedback for our listeners 
that, as I mentioned, are all over the world. But what's going on in, you know, we've got GDPR. I know you were very involved in, in setting up CINDA members to understand what ramifications there would be when that came in. So you, you have a lot of experience in, in that space. But now on this new board, the European Advertising Standards Alliance, what, what does that organization do and, and, and how does it impact local businesses? Well, it, it, it really, it sets up standards for truth in advertising. I think that's the simplest way to put it, okay? And um, what, what the digital world has, has done is, is because it's so easy for people to put up anything and claim anything, um, there's a lot of confusion out there. So, of course, you still have legacy or traditional advertising on radio and TV, which has always been quite regulated for a long time um, in the United States when they disband um, cigarette advertising, those kind of things. And this this association deals with that. But what it's dealing with now more is how do you regulate these things in the digital world? And um, we're all struggling with that. Uh, GDPR was on personal data protection. Um, right now in the European Union, there is, there's more legislation going on on digital and it, it's looking on truth and advertising in the digital world, which is a lot more difficult to define than it is than just seeing a TV commercial that comes on in prime time, and, you know, is not allowed to have cigarettes or is not allowed to have um, nudity or whatever. Okay. So uh, we're struggling with those kind of issues. Well, you know, you and I have had long conversations and uh, I'm sure we could turn this thing into, you know, hours <laughs> upon hours, but I really appreciate you bringing those insights on, you know, Gen Z and millennials. And, and I love the fact you called it out right at the gate where people are just, oh, they're all millennials. And, you know, it, I, it, it's not. And there, there are needs there and there's an enormous amount of opportunity by clearly understanding that the, the need state of these businesses change depending upon the age of the person that's making the buying decisions or in ownership. So thank you for bringing those learnings and uh, look forward to learning more about the great topics that you bring our way with the Voice America podcast. We should mention you're also a published author and uh, had a chance to read your books. Fantastic. What's the name of the book again? Uh, Ponytail Talk. It's all about you winning career strategies for women. Kimberly Lewis. It's on Amazon. It's on Amazon. Yeah. Everything's on Amazon. <laughs> so, of course. Thank you, Kimberly Lewis, for joining okay. us on the Conquer Local podcast. All right. Thank you, George. As I mentioned off the top, her and I could sit down, have a conversation, probably come up with some great content. What I wanted to cover on this is something for all of us that are out calling on local businesses. I don't care where you are. We need to have this in our minds. It keeps coming up more and more. You need one deliverable for this age group. You need another deliverable for a baby boomer age group, if that's your buyer and your and your customer, because they have a different need state. And the presentation and the expectation and the education need to be different. And Kimberly's got some great insights that are backed up by data from that study that they did. 
Um, it's European data, but I don't think that it's much different than what we're discovering in North America or in South Africa or in Australia or Asia. So some very great insights. I, I also want to point you towards the Voice America podcast. Kimberly's podcast on a regular basis on the Voice America channel, and uh, it's called Leadership Beyond Borders. Thanks very much to Kimberly Lewis for joining us in the Conquer Local podcast. We have the Conquer Local community on Slack. Get in there. Get the conversation going. Ask questions. We've got all sorts of sales leaders and mentors and doers that are out on the front lines, and you can ask questions if you're running into issues, if you want to broach a subject and get some feedback. Um, we're finding it to be a very valuable resource for that. And LinkedIn, the George Leith LinkedIn channel. If you'd like to reach out with comments, we're getting lots of kudos there, but we also love hearing about how we might improve our content or subjects that you want us to cover in the coming months. We are right smack dab in the middle of season three on the Conquer Local podcast. My name is George Leith. I'll see you when I see you. You've been listening to the Conquer Local podcast with your host, George Leith. Executive producers are Brendan King, Jeff Tomlin, and Danny Mario. Audio engineering, sound lounge by T-Bone. Marketing by Rory Lawford. Produced by Colleen McGrath. 